The following content has been provided by New St. Andrews College in Moscow, Idaho. For more information, visit us online at nsa.edu. Well, welcome back to our first long distance. What have you? I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel, and we are I'm on different Idaho. sides of the country right now. So basically, draw a diagonal line. We're as far away from each other as you can really be in yeah, the country. So what we're what we're doing this time is even more our normal life, which is you know, we just talk on the phone. But I'm going to try to hold off and not vacuum while we're doing this. Because and not what? I, not vacuum. I'm going to oh, not do that. That's good. But usually I would if I was on the phone with you. I would just mm-hmm. be vacuuming. Mm-hmm. Since we're recording, yeah. it seems uncouth to start vacuuming. But there may be some <laughs> cameo appearances from Moses and, yeah. and um, Chad. Who's well, they right make now. cameo appearances even when we're in the car. Even if we're so. gone, they make cameo appearances. So it's true. So, yes, it's true. Exactly. So, how's it going? So, here we are. Good. I'm in Florida, and it's really pretty weather out, and I just was looking at the ocean, and that was very beautiful. Right. So, my view is something that needs to be vacuumed. Becca's view. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not the view of the ocean at the moment. I tried to do this on the beach, but Rachel said it sounded like my head was out the car window. It was true. It was a lot of gusts of air it seemed a little too seemed just pushing our luck people might let us go as a podcast if we start doing that sort of thing for them all the time although this is already pushing it yeah well it is pushing it because we had to download a weird app to record ourselves and so it may well sound like we're talking from inside a coffee can you know basically are we're done basically are Yeah. yeah So I feel like we should jump back into the discussion that we were having earlier because I think that that's a good one to oh, yeah. talk about. Because I was on the beach earlier and we were talking. Yeah, we, pre, we pre-podcast podcasted. Now we're, mm-hmm. we made it official. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about the issue of privilege. Yeah, okay. So here's what annoys me. You, you is, begin. I'll begin. Update I'm not our listeners, to Becca. Update anyone our in listener. particular. I mean, I'm not trying to make this go out to anyone in specific because I don't remember who's been posting this all over the world. But I keep seeing no, this I've video seen it. go past. I've seen it and not watched it. So there was multiple times, and and it's like show this to somebody who doesn't understand privilege. And I get it. Like I watched it well halfway because I didn't bother to turn the volume on, but. You know, you see the you see the little transcript, and the thing is, is it's for people who have not seen the video. It's for those of you who don't understand privilege. Watch this, and it's like a bunch of people lining up on a starting line, and a guy saying, and it's like on a college campus or something. So it's a bunch of college kids, and he says, "We're going to race, and it's a hundred dollars to the winner, whoever gets across first. And he said, "But before, you know, so." The first Whoa, question is you like, just, you, sorry, I couldn't hear you for a minute. But have you been talking oh, that really? time? Uh, well, it I was just it's talking. Right. I bet our listeners How long was I out? I couldn't. 
You just went off into silence. Hmm. Hmm. If it happens anyway, more well, times, we might need to think on it, but it's all right. But yeah, yeah, keep going. That's true. That's true. Okay, so anyways, if you answer yes to any of these questions, you take two big steps forward, right? So first question is, like, take two steps forward if your parents are still married. And so two steps forward, and I can't remember all the questions. So it's like if you went to private school, if you're not paying your own college tuition, if you've never worried about where your next meal is coming from, you know, all of these questions take two big steps forward. So there's by the time they're getting ready to start the race, you've got the field is pretty spread. You've got some people way in the back and some people way up front. And then he has the people up front, like, turn around and look and see how you're way out in front, but you see how actually all the questions I asked, you are not responsible for a single one of them. You know, like it's nothing that you did. Now, I feel like that's a valuable exercise as far as like the verb about what do you have it's, that you did not receive as a gift. And if you received it as a gift, gratitude. It's like, yeah. why do you both look at, look at all not. the things you've been given that you didn't do? Yeah. Right. But as and maybe the way our country some compassion with compassion yeah charity like the way our country is currently using privilege um i would not say is in keeping with biblical commands but anyway the point that i'm making i was telling my husband i was like i get it like i get that this is a really valid point especially if you have somebody who is got a bunch of privilege in life and doesn't recognize that it is a gift that god has given them like that's a valuable thing and I said, but I can't, it just really annoys me the way that this is being used. And he said something very poignant, which is, he said, yeah, and the reason is, is because people are treating it as if the goal of the Christian life is to get across the finish line first, in which case. Or, or in this, this example, advantage. just get $100. Like you're, like you're in right. life to try to get a prize. Right. And he said, but the point of the God. Christian life has always been to run the race well and you can run the race well no matter where you start and you can run the race badly no matter where you start and the point of christianity where god said go did you yes (laughs) yes and it's like we've been told so many times like the widow who gave her two mites gave more than anyone else she it, it wasn't like jesus said you see how unfair it is that she had less no, that, that's all she had. He's he's so proud of her, and it, and it's yeah. funny because it's not. I think that the thing that struck me um, in thinking about this is that we're we're using privilege sometimes, not all the time, but privilege is being used interchangeably with excuse, and mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. every direction. Like if you weren't privileged, you have an excuse for not running the race well, and yeah. if you are yeah. privileged, you have an excuse. For the like, it's like everything is. It's all different ways of looking at your excuses. Like, <laughs> how can I get out of this? And, it, and it's it's opposite because it's like if you if you are doing well, people are saying, well, the excuse is that you were given more than you. You know, like mm-hmm. you just mm-hmm. are doing well because like it's a it's a excuse that's used against you. And if right. you are not doing well, it's an excuse. Um, to not be to not be running hard to not be yeah. you, you know or or to just it's like trying to refusing to go but saying it's all unfair and not recognizing exactly. that that even that this is that the fact that it's not fair is actually 
not that there's not things that could change or things that ought to change or things we should think about, but the fact that it's that whole problem, you know, that we say a lot about it's not about who brought it to you but who sent it. That mm-hmm. no matter how you should flesh out that quote. Up, it's not specifically about trials. It's not about who trials, brought the trial to you. It's trials, about who sent but it. even even we jokingly use it all the time with the like when someone gave you pink eye or something. It's like gave it's not what? about who pink eye. <laughs> it's not about <laughs> it's not about who brought the sniffly child to church. It's about who sent it to you, and that was God, yeah. not not mm-hmm. your neighbor, mm-hmm. not you know. Mm-hmm. They obviously. And I'm not trying to absolve the guilt of someone who brings a puking child to your house or something, but I'm just saying that <laughs> accepting things as from the Lord, whether or not it was mediated by other people's sin. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the thing, is that saying yeah. that people who are in an underprivileged position, by our common terminology, it's not saying we're fine with how that happened or that there was no sin no. involved in getting it there. But it doesn't that that does not Or that we shouldn't labor to help them out of it. All of that like it's just that all of those things we're actually doing a worse job of when we don't when we lose our focus on what the Lord would want. What the point. Right. Like what is the what is the deal? And sometimes I I have because we grew up in a Christian home and with wonderful Christian parents, it it has happened that people will say things like, you know, kind of, it's easy for you to say. You know what I mean? Like, it's easy for, mm-hmm. because because mm-hmm. because I have no problem saying that we are living a life of tremendous privilege. Like, there's, mm-hmm. you know, right. We have a we have a happy, loving family and a stable. You know, like there's there's a lot of wonderful things. But but the thing that always bothers me is he. But it's like what Dad always says: wherever you go, there you are. It's mm, like so true. the reality is that every Christian has things they need to struggle with and has work they need to do. And that's the thing about are you running well or not? Like, it doesn't matter what path God put you yeah, on. Yeah, wherever God Are you God's obeying you. him and running and yeah. are you listening to his voice and pursuing his glory? Yeah. Then, then, yeah. And, it's then like, and the thing is, is if, you, if you look at the, the Christian life, as a race where you're trying to beat the other people and the other people are beating you and everything, then you're really mm-hmm. missing how God wants us to be operating, which is you keep your eyes on Christ, not on the rest of the field. And right. you run towards him. And it's all about how how fast you run from where you started and are you going the right but direction. It's all about your, your vertical relationship to God, your obedience, your submission, your you know, putting your life on the altar, like, yeah. and it's not, a, it's not like um, we all are supposed to be tagging the same base, like everyone is mm-hmm. supposed to be on the same path. It's like, no, this, your particular place in history was chosen by God for you. Like, yeah. this moment for you, and you can glorify him in it better than you could in any other place. And this is the thing with the sidelong glance. Like, the sidelong glance is always deadly. As soon as you start trying to keep tabs on what the other people are getting. No fun. Like, besides just just ruining all the fun that you could be having, you Mm -hmm. know, you're like, Mm -hmm. but it is also spiritually crippling. Like, Uh uh-huh, yeah. 
And and the thing is, the one thing I will say for that little video is it is one of the sort of poisons of the sidelong glance is that we always tend to look at the people who are ahead of us, materially speaking. She had Christian parents. That's why she doesn't struggle with what I do. Or they have more money than we have, and that's why their life is easier. Or, you know, whatever it may be, her husband is godlier than mine. Whatever. We tend to look at people up the chain from us and then feel like we've been unfairly treated. And it's always a good exercise to realize that there are people behind you too you know you've been given something that that somebody else was not given and would would love to have (laughs) something that would be really meaningful to someone else that you're taking for granted and just kind of right And we don't, we tend to not count those things. So it is a good exercise to realize, like, look, you've been given an enormous amount of blessings. Totally. And gratitude is a good thing. What what was that quote? I feel like it was probably in a Puritan. Yeah. I'm going to have to take a picture of Moses, the background noise. Mm. He's wearing a pair of Spider-Man rain boots, a diaper, a huge cowboy hat, and a rifle. (laughs) And he's... It does sound good. He's got something going on. He's been boom. Um, so, anyways, the what I was going to say is it was like a Puritan story. You know, those Puritans, you could always count on them to bring up some spiritual thing in such a way that it will knock your socks off with shame <laughs> over your own behavior. <laughs> Isn't I that true? It was like an anecdote of someone that was like the woman who... She was, like, basically starving. You know, she and her child are starving, and they have, like, a crust of bread, and that was it. And uh, she said all of this in Christ, too. Like, this this is her her quote about, we're about to die of starvation, but but look how much we've been given in Christ, too. Like, and and that's the thing, is that that is a Christian behavior, and it's not Christian it sympathy and love of people who are in more difficult positions um, is a Christian behavior. But uh-huh. Christian behavior is not making excuses for people or not pointing people, like, pointing people to what they have to be grateful for. You yeah. know, like, yeah. when – and that is that is helping them and honoring Christ to say, yeah. this is really hard, but look how much you've been given. You know, like – yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't and and not to be unsympathetic, but it's like there's always, yep, the person at the back of the line, the person who didn't get to take any steps forward, even in that little video. It's like, yeah, but you're on a college campus. So already right. yeah, look, many you're, steps as ahead I say to my kids, like, are. the dumb things, like where we're like, you've got to sometimes go back to the basics of gratitude. Like, like, yeah. too bad you like, don't have. Do you any live feet. in a first world country. You're like, do you have too bad shoes you've on never your feet? had clean water. Like, too bad <laughs> you don't know any. You know, like, yeah. too bad. Like, oh, I'm so sorry that your, you know, legs don't work. Yeah, and I think my problem is that sometimes we narrow the frame way too much, and I think that that was my problem with with. Not, I mean, like I said, I think the video has a valuable, a valuable thing, um, especially if you have somebody struggling with gratitude for what they've been given. But it's never um, an answer 
to instead hey, of boys, um, instead of feeling gratitude that for outfit. what you've been given. I just want you to know that that outfit just went out the front door in November in Idaho. Oh. <laughs> Marching in the front yard. Well, you you're know. good. Keep looking a Nike shirt too. Okay, good morning, guys. Sorry, sorry. That's I heard hilarious. The front door no, it's all right. No, distance. but the answer to this is always gratitude and never ever guilt. And they right, like that's run, the if problem. you ran a. No, you have all these people standing there. If you turn around and look, and there's the face of someone else back there, you feel like you took your married parents away from them. Like right. instead of God just gave me this gift of parents who right. stayed together, and I didn't deserve it. You turn it around and be like, I, "I didn't deserve it, and I got it." But when they when there's a space of someone back there, it's like, well, there were only three married parents to go around, and I stole one of them from you. Instead right. of, it's you know, yeah. And so if you look that, at it and you gratitude. feel. Yeah, you feel gratitude, and then you reach out to help. That should be your instinctive thing, not to feel guilty and try and get rid of the privilege you possess. Because that's the problem, is that if you view privilege as shameful, which is kind of what everyone's doing right now, privilege privilege is embarrassing, then it's like, why would we then be laboring to help the people behind us? To get them We just bringing them them into more shame. Yeah. yeah, we're like, when, why would we be saying they deserve some, too? It's so bad for us to have right. it. Right. If it's, like if it's bad to be forward in the line, why are we trying to bring them up? You know, it's just yeah, sort and of. Yeah, one thing that I think would be interesting it would be to do a para-level video, right? And you say, line everybody up and then say, have you ever endured through a horrible crisis you know what i mean like have you ever done yeah. to take a giant right. step forward have you ever right. been thankful to god when things were really hard like have you ever thanked him right. for a what appears to be just a tragedy you know like have you ever yeah. brought that together like we'll take a giant step forward like have you ever rejoiced right. in you know it's like well yeah, like that's a whole different ballgame, you know, and you're like, yeah. and then mm-hmm. the Christian response would be, every time you've done something like that in the spirit, it wasn't your own doing. You're like, yeah. you know, all this privilege, all this privilege of being in Christ and him and you, <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, it's just a stupid way to go about it because it does not accurately reflect the world that God made and what he's doing in it. Right, right. He has a different purpose. Right. I think the phone yeah. just blipped off on you, too. Oh, really? It's well, maybe a, a somewhat catchy that you really episode. agree with it. <laughs> you really agree with whatever it was that I said. Probably. I probably did. Yeah. But I guess the point is, if you think about it in those terms, what would actually be getting someone spiritually ahead in life? Right. And right. it's like, have you ever read your Bible? Like, take three steps forward. Like, and then, Have you ever gone to church when you weren't forced? Oh, <laughs> ten steps forward if it's that. Yeah, I mean, there's all this stuff that's like, have you ever clung to Christ? You know. Right. Well, then. Right. Have you ever called forward. out to him from in the midst of a trial? You know. Yeah. Oh, good job. Like, look. And then the funny part is it stands up totally. To the same thing of that none of this, that's what I was saying when you probably couldn't hear me, that it stands up to the same measurement of none of this is your own doing. Right. That this right. was a tremendous privilege that God gave you. Right. <laughs> like, but then even, like, totally, totally aside from the Christian life application of this, 
this was the other thing I was talking about with Ben. And he was like, you know, the thing is, though, too, is that that story is a story we used to admire the nobility of someone who started with nothing oh, yes. and yet uh-huh. ran the race well. Like, we actually used to admire that as a nation. We admired it. We loved we the do, story but of, I suspect of coming up from intimidated by it. Like Maybe, I but more... I, I think that everyone's gotten a little bit spoiled lately because it's like we used to see the nobility of of having um, nothing. making and it was the a most thing. of nothing. And it was a major but point. But now we see it as story. a fussy thing. Right. It's a reason to complain and fuss and picket and march and demand. And, you know, like we don't see the opportunity but for nobility. Often, I might be wrong here, but I feel like much of the picketing and demanding and fussing is done by the people on behalf of on behalf of because (laughs) they wish so hard that they could get in on some of the victim culture like like it's like they're trying to be privy to the victimhood instead you know like i'm so and the thing is like like you could be the person at the absolute back that didn't get to take any steps forward and when that starting gun goes you run that's what God asks of you. And, and if you're the person way in the front who twiddles around and feels pompous that everyone's behind him, it doesn't, well, like, his head start because they're is not actually a head start. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I refuse to run. I'll jog backwards. I'll... <laughs> what I'll do is none of this. I'll sit so down and look is on Snapchat actually... what might be happening. <laughs> is it doesn't matter where you start if what God is looking at is how much you give. And right. So so when we get all like outraged and up in arms about the inequality of the starting line, it just it takes our focus off what it is we're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. And even when we talked about you want to help give the privilege to other people, you know right. like part of that. The reason that you're doing that is not to catch them up with you or catch them up with someone else. It's to give them more with which to glorify God. Like right. the point right. is to say we want to equip you more and more to glorify him, not to have an easier life, to have a cozier place, because I hope that right. when when you think about it, when you get a hard providence, when something comes along that is really heavy and difficult and hard to bear, when that kind of thing happens, you can actually think, like, nothing about this is separating me from my purpose. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, my purpose is right. to glorify God. And God equips me to do that with whatever circumstance I am in. Like, and so yeah. there's no, there's no, like, yeah, you, you have been given now enough. I can't participate because, yeah. you know, right now and the, and the thing is, I got you're... cut out of the great race because it's like there's nothing like that. It's not happening like that. No, and if you are standing towards the front, then the Bible has a lot to say about that. It's like freely and you received, freely give. Surprisingly, you know? not a whole lot of positive about it. No, but it's also like, has God given you something for free? Well, share it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, and I was, I meant more the, the, uh, the kind of like none of this you have of your own doing, and and yeah. also. How much more stumbled, how much harder is it for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God, right? Like, 
how much harder. Right. It's not, and I it's think not, it's important for everyone to see that in the great sweep of history, we are all, all the, the rich, rich men. men. We are like yeah. that separate. What is it when it was all the the one percent, right? The ninety nine percent, and yeah. that you're like in all of America, everyone that you look at is in the global one percent. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like the poorest yeah. people in America are living the dream <laughs> so, compared to, compared to Haiti or yeah, yeah like so there's like it's always better to widen the frame and stop being quite so you know right no exactly own misfortunes yeah or the misfortunes but, of others such that we're making our blessing misfortunes like such that we're just yeah. finding new creative ways to complain like when we knew <laughs> we know enough that's so know, much what it is though isn't it yeah, it's because like we know enough to know that god gave us too much for us to be complaining about so we're complaining mm-hmm. about just the fact that we have nothing to complain having about given us much we're like we're like it's just you and your all these blessings and you didn't even hand them out fairly so it's like super worse super bad <laughs> no, I, I do Maybe like it though that we're complaining about the fact that gift. God didn't give us much to complain about so now we're complaining yeah. there it's like we found and we're wow. taking it all the way into like a social movement of complain us on <laughs> So like, true. And then, and oh, then everyone would be like, if you're not complaining, it's because you're not woke. You're not, <laughs> you're not complaining because you haven't looked around you at all the complaints there are to gather up on behalf of others and complain. <laughs> it is true. We go out and gather up the complaints like manna. We're like, well, fine then. Well, fine then. Every day I can go find some more complaints to complain about. This, like, it's, it's funny because if anything really pleases the Lord. Here we are in the Bible reading challenge, reading through the Old Testament, and it, it's just like you can tell over and over that every time the people really complain, God is just so pleased. He just loves yeah. them, you know? He's, like, the people <laughs> complaining is one of the things that, you know. Oh, one of the things. I like get, I always get cracked up at the complaints about Egypt, yeah, where they had leaks. And garlic and cucumbers. And they're like, it was better with their, it was better when we had that yeah. stuff. And it is mm-hmm. really, it's an amazing thing because the manna was like, I mean, it's so amazing that they were having the manna situation. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes it, it makes it funny. You know, like yeah. every day we go out, we gather the bread from God. And then mm-hmm. we fuss. And we fuss about it. And then when we do that, we and then when we do that, we take a minute to be like, I prefer the cucumbers of Egypt. <laughs> the leaks so unseemly. We are just unseemly and, and so, by nature. And also, I thought I thought you were going to say so unchanging. Like it is. I know we're exactly the same. Exactly. It's like. God is so patient with us, isn't he? I feel like that's always a, the one of those that he's still like arguments is that he is infinite is because the patience. I mean, think how quick our patience runs out with one tedious person. And oh, he has it, been doing like it never for... had it. We, it's like we never had any at all. It's just gone. <laughs> but it's like, think how long God puts up with us. I mean, over oh, and over. Word, yeah. And so much pettiness. Like, just the petty levels are <laughs> breathtaking. <laughs> Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it's really funny, actually. 
Because, yeah. yeah, we can run out of steam real quick about people. Yeah, which is and funny, our own righteousness being so vast that we can't put mm-hmm. up with it from others. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, my goodness. So, well, I think we've covered the privilege issue. We now. have. We've we've zipped that one we've, up. We've so. talked about what we feel about it. I think mm-hmm. anytime mm-hmm. people really launch the heavy emotional campaign for anything that you know – you know, it's just not, it's not good. No, it's you ought to look time. at it with a little bit of a squinty gaze. So, yeah. I'm like, what are you doing these days? Right the second I'm looking out in the backyard at my hilarious two boys in cowboy garb and guns. They are not that close in age. I mean, they're five and two, you mm-hmm. know. So they... But it's really cute to see them playing together. It's being funny. Shad does a lot of soldier games where he, he'll be, like, out in the front yard, sometimes in his George Washington costume, and mm. marching around, but gesturing at at other pretend soldiers, you know, oh, like gesturing and, mm-hmm. and running and dropping on his knees. And, and yeah. then here I have now a fat toddler with no pants on but huge rain boots out learning from the master what to do. Mm. You know, like mm-hmm. he's That's good. toddling around the backyard with the gun, That's like, what are we good. doing, Shad? It's, it's pretty good. That's that what I'm doing. Really also, funny. need to clean my house. This Thursday, we're t- I'm doing a – we're trying, launching, working on launching, I guess I should say, um, some teen girl discipleship things. Oh, and yeah. I have, mm-hmm. I have one coming up here on Thursday. Seventh and eighth graders, and that's fun. It's a really fun thing to do. So teaching them to bake bread. So something that Dad said in a child rearing talk that I just recently listened to, and okay. um, that that conference he did at Trinity, and something uh-huh. he said about discipleship, and I just loved this. It was that Christian discipleship, and he's talking about to your children, you know, from a parent yeah. to a child. And the Christian uh-huh. discipleship is loving God. Loving what you're doing and loving the person who is with you, like yep. that that it is, and this is why God uses the things that even your children and you won't go on to do to disciple them. You know, like things that you're doing, mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. love God and you love what you're doing, and then you love them, right. and that is a really formative and shapes them. So, anyways. I thought that that was yeah. that was fun, but I've noticed it. I've noticed that too with my kids. How whether or not they're going to go on to be people who are into those same things that I'm doing, it mm-hmm. it matters. It matters yeah. that you are doing things, right? Yeah. You know, like we yeah. talked about that several podcasts ago about your home being a productive place, right? Right, and then I think that that's a big part. It's like. Christian productivity is the productivity of people who love God and uh-huh. con- and consequently are equipped to love things that they're doing. Like, right. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm doing bread. I don't know how because it's more girls than I was expecting. So, I think it's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, yeah. a challenge to have them make all. a baby loaf. Make a what? A baby loaf. A ba- Yes, I think I'm going to do only bread that is just flour, salt, water. 
yeah. you know, the most the most simple bread. <laughs> the most basic of breads, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, well, and I should clarify that I am not in Florida purely because I'm just here on the beach. On a little vacay? I did not in school visits and things. You so blipped anyways. out there for a minute. Oh, and I like that. That's perfect. You blipped perfect. it, but you blipped. But I was relieved that you were still talking when you came back in. I was like, oh. oh. Just talking. It's okay. I didn't <laughs> leave you hanging. <laughs> anyway, really awkward. Just to clarify that I'm not on the beach just for my own amusement. I'm just saying yeah. it's a work trip. It's a work trip. But right. I'm not complaining because the beach is incredible. And it's just, you know, all that with white sand and no people on it. It's incredible. And it, it sounds pretty luscious right now. We're in the phase of dark, dark darkness in Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a phase. It around. happens every year. It's before the snow. It's what makes the snow so nice. Because Very welcome. Mm-hmm. The days get really, 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 really short. And yeah. then and lots of so, cold mud. I don't know what time our sun rises right now, but it seems like it's maybe to get. I think it's towards seven. It's like six forty. Yeah, or probably. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then the sun rises, and then the the sun is going down at like four twelve, mm-hmm. four fifteen somewhere <laughs> in there. It's way it's not that early. It's so early back. So early yesterday. I should look. I might be just making stuff up. But it is very early that the sun is actually down. And so then yeah. it gets dark. But it's like wet and leaves and it is so dark. Like it's like an especially dark time of year. So then when it snows, it feels just like the best gift ever because now oh, all yeah. of a sudden it's crazy bright again. And even in the mm-hmm. middle of the night it's bright. Like even Yeah. Even oh yeah, I love it. It's like we we get the it just helps. Everything is better mm-hmm. at that. Mm-hmm. No, that currently time. we're in the very bedraggled, like my garden still has like bad, slimy looking black tomato vines kind of like dangling. Yeah, it's a very, thing. it's a yucky duck time of year here. But <laughs> I know, I need to go clean it out because it's very embarrassing. It's all still there with the squashy red tomatoes we never harvested. Still mm. kind of hanging there as a standing rebuke to me that I never got them in before they got squished. <laughs> I think uh, one of my favorite things. Oh, Becca, I looked it up. Right now, what? 6.51 is the sunrise and yeah. 4.15 is the sunset. Wow. That's earlier than I would have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it stays, you know, there's still a little bit of light out after the sun is down, yeah. but not for long. Yeah, there's a bit but of But it is a time yeah. of year where it's like a gorgeous sunset every day at in the four o'clock. It is. So. It is. It's, it's hard. That time of year becomes, I become aware that it's like you go into like hibernation mode. You're like, yeah. don't wake me up. Don't stay up late. And if I have to go to the grocery store like after dinner, I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I feel like it's feel like in like the midnight. middle of the night. You're like, mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. do I have to leave the house at this hour? But it turns out that it's not so bad as all that, but I, I get you get very confused. You're like, yeah, nothing's really right now. We should all be in bed already. So, okay, so we should probably um, move on to tip of a Christmas tip. Yeah, 
Okay, yeah. so tell me, what are you gearing up for with your Christmas ideas? Well, yesterday I went and did it with uh, sorted all of the. Oh, I just took a boot off outside. Um, <laughs> barefoot in the November. Speaking log. of cold, cold. Yeah, speaking of dark and cold and everything. So the um, <laughs> so yep, yeah, put it back on us. So. Uh, yesterday I got out all the bags. I got I got them out and I sorted all of the stocky stuffers that I already have into the bag. Gosh, and I don't have and a single I, one yet. Yeah, well they're not hard to buy. It's just that I've been buying them as I go. But I discovered yesterday that I had none for Moses yet because he apparently did not fit in with the the profile of the clearance bins. It's okay. Just keep walking the um, of the clearance bins of things that I had found. So right. far, my cowboy is. I'm having a reluctant cowboy moment right now. Oh. He doesn't. The reluctant cowboy sounds like what is that? A sound good like? one. Maybe a Christian romance. Here, novel. boys, stand together. I'm gonna take your picture for the podcast. Here, <laughs> reluctant cowboy. Uh, what do, what is it like? Um, the reluctant cowboy of Grace. Here and Grace. The girl could be named Grace. Here. <laughs> oh dear! Take this picture here. Boys, get Chad stand by him. I, I like that you're just doing this as we podcast. Yeah. Just go ahead and put us on speaker while you use your phone to take a picture. I know, right, Moses? Look at mom. Yeah, as long I, as we're keeping this top-notch professional, yeah, this is, <laughs> as we always. This do. is the ultimate problem with our podcast: is that we. We do know people listen to it, but we forget to notice that that we're doing this yeah. for other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're doing our so, best to just have one this week. That's what we're doing. No, we okay, yeah, we are. We're trying to not ruin it just because I'm in Florida. Um, Otherwise, we would not be having no, one. That's why. No, we should have done it before I left, but it was a week of ultimate power and angst last it week trying to get through all the many events that we were trying to get through. Um, so. Christmas, so somebody did ask us to speak about the Advent Advent activities and things. And so why don't – that's a good idea. Why don't you just talk about your Advent thing? Because I think we grew up – we always refer to Advent as basically like an Advent calendar where it's sort of starting at December 1 and going up to Christmas. I know there's a more particular liturgical season. We are opposed – to celebrating Advent as a penitential season, and that is not right. what we do. So some people do that, like, you do a penitential season all of December, and then you celebrate the 12 days of Christmas, and we And then you not begin celebrating Christmas, and then you go so over you 12, 12 days. So, yeah, we don't do that. Yeah, we do So we, we basically treat Advent as one big party leading up to Christmas. Right. And then and we – And yeah. so Advent activities – we tend to go with just it, it just means sort of like for us it just means preparation, celebration, preparation and right. celebration. Yeah. So we do. Um, I knit years ago twenty four little mittens that all hang on a garland. I put the numbers on the front of the mittens and and uh, we'll hang those up somewhere um, in the house. And then it's just a countdown to Christmas. Basically, we do we do sometimes the uh, 
sometimes it's like a announcement of something that we're going to do, mm-hmm. like at the tree. Sometimes right. it's like go look under your pillows, and everyone has a pair of Christmas socks under their pillows. Or right. um, sometimes we don't give real get. We're not like doing big gifts through Advent. If it's a gift, it's a gift of like for us. It a was usually like or like a yeah chocolate. Not or, not something. Um, it's not like we're we're not having that many Christmas presents that we're also giving them every day of the No. So ours is might, usually like a fun activity or you know. Right. Food. So we might do something like a game. Like we might give them a game or uh, okay. or give mm-hmm. everyone a new pack of cards or nerds or give you know, right. something. I mean, it's not that there's no gifts. But we're not, it's not that kind of thing. It's mostly like. Not like huge. Um, yeah. So a long, many years ago, and we don't always use this, but many years ago, we kind of we made this huge star, wood star advent calendar where we put a bunch of little hooks on it. And mm-hmm. I made all these envelopes with grommets in the corner so they could hang on them. Um, oh, and, I remember that one. That was cute. And then I used like scrapbooking supplies, I think. I don't know. Card making. I don't know. There are those little stickers that are, like, dimensional, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. whatever. So I made all these little cards with activities. But so they were little things like crayons and paper, like, you know, color something or, like, hang up a wreath today or put up the stockings yeah. or wrap a gift or, you know, lots mm-hmm. of that kind of thing. But I, it just depends on what is. Some years we're more focused, like some years it's easier to do, and some years it's more of a, like, um, fly by the seat of our pants. And so we just really try to keep it in the, like, I never decide in advance. I decide right before we do it. So, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. I, I'm not, like, making a full schedule for December and then executing it. What I'm doing is being, like, right before, like, hmm. What could what could we do right now for Advent? You know, and so yeah. I also I have tons of kids Christmas books. I'm a big fan of Christmas books, but I should just clarify we don't do Santa, um, so they're not they're not like Santa. No, you should clarify books. that again because the the uh, phone blipped yeah, off right as you said. We don't do whether Santa or not Claus. you do or don't. We, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't do – we don't do Santa Claus because we're not Santa Claus fans. In fact, it's gone so far that our children, we realized a little late in the game that our kids were saying, Santa Claus is dead. <laughs> Which we hadn't told them to tell people that Santa Claus is dead. We just told them that Santa Claus They're just being those based. people. We were like, that's just a story that's based off of a real man who was a good man. And, you know, yeah. like we just kind of moved on. The, the problem – primary problem I have with Santa Claus, there's lots of little things to object to hither and thither about it, like whatever. But I understand that some people have very affectionate traditions with Santa Claus. But we did not, neither Luke nor I grew up with any kind of uh, affection for, you know, it was just not something that we did in either of our homes. Um, And and honestly, it's just there's so much wonderful in Christmas. That I just don't feel the need for us to brew up any alternative narrative. Like, right. like we don't, we're not like hurting for something to think about at Christmas time, or hurting mm-hmm. for if only there was a sure. reason for the season. Like <laughs> there is one. That's yeah. we have that. So, yeah. 
So basically, but I have a ton of Christmas books that I put away every year, and so then at the very beginning of December. So or how right about after that would November, be a good tip? Yeah, like what at the beginning of November. Or December, what is the best Christmas up, book? Like, yeah, I bring up a crate of the Christmas books and put them on the hearth. So it's like one of the earliest, one of the right. earliest um, Christmas, you know, celebratory things in right. our house. Like when we're just barely okay. starting to dabble is the crate of Christmas books that come up. Okay, so I'm going to recommend a Christmas book before you do because I don't you're have gonna, any. Because you're going to say Mr. Willoughby's I'm gonna Christmas Tree. I'm going to take Mr. <laughs> Willoughby's Christmas Tree before you say it. Right, um, you say it. I, I love that book. It was so cute when we were kids. It's Our super granddad cute, had that yeah. book, and he would read it to us. And so I'm, I have very fond memories of Mr. Willoughby's Christmas tree. I did too Christmas because tree. they didn't have very many books at their house, and no, that was one. No. That one was. It was one of the two, one. actually, that I remember. The other one so was Turtle's Book yeah. Lessons, which is also a good yeah. one, which I tracked so, down but, later. I was very happy about. Mr. Willoughby's Christmas tree. We do have that one, and love it. I have a lot of. Um, a lot of different ones. I will say the one that I threw away was the one that is, which is funny. I ordered it, the Nativity, and it was, uh, I don't know, it, it, it's just the Bible. Like, the text is just the Bible, but the illustrations <laughs> included, like, Gabriel is an angel that's like a fat blob with untied boots. At, like, um, what? Yeah, it's, <laughs> they're very cute style illustrations if they were not about what they're about but i was like um no nope. <laughs> gonna have to fire this one gonna have to. and this is this could be my chance to say one of my most controversial ever ever statements on the podcast oh I, why not why not just get controversial not? in the this last we also of a minute threw away we also threw away after ordering the jesus storybook bible because we were like nope oh. This shouldn't even be given away to people. We can't even. <laughs> we can't even do that. And it was because it was so bad, so bad. But it, Luke starts reading it to our children, which is so funny. This was years ago now. He starts reading it, and I don't remember. Right off the bat, it's getting weird. So he starts. He starts editing it on the fly. You know, like trying to not read the Jesus Storybook Bible directly, and and then he still gets he still gets to the part that says and and then God said hello light, and then and then God, <laughs> say that again God, because it blipped out. God said that. Uh, he said and then God said hello light, and oh, then oh, right. light appears, and then God says you are good, and our kids of course start being like. That's not what he said. Like, that's, that's not what happened. Yeah. And we're like, yeah. yeah, that's not at all what happened. And not only and actually, is it not it's what a happened, very, it's not a detail. It, it that's takes, a, no, it takes all the creative authority and power out of what God did. Like, to say, hello, right. light, makes it sound yeah, like, like oh, light existed are you apart here? from God, and I mm-hmm. found you, and you are good apart from me. Like, yeah. and it was right. like, no, like, right. You've taken all the authority and voice of power out of the creation right. story, and how yeah, because it's not creation kind of anymore. a miracle. <laughs> no, like, like how can you tell this? And then the it's other like thing is bumping into someone for, at the bus station. For no oh, hello, like, right? Like, it's for no reason that I can imagine because it's not like um, kids can't understand. Let there be light, and he yeah. thought it was good. Like it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like we were trying to make it more accessible to the children 
And so consequently, <laughs> we used a word that might not be a real true translation. You know, like, I just, yeah. we just couldn't even about that one. And that was <laughs> as far, that was as far as we Well, we, we persevered through one storybook Bible. I don't remember which one it was. All the way till we hit the Tower of Babel. And then we were like, we can't in good conscience go further. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was so bad. We threw it away. But it was because it, first off, so I think it's a real trouble when they when you try and dumb down the sin for kids in the story, but you don't dumb down the judgment. So basically, yeah, because you make it look so like God is people so were being like, yeah, people before the flood, they were basically like not sharing toys. They were like smacking each other over the head, and then so well, God they were a little bit rude. Oh, there was raped. some rudeness, some rudeness before hair. the flood. They did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So God wiped out the whole planet, all the yeah. animals too. And because so, one of the things we know about God is He's a major overreact, overreactor. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was that. But we get through that, and then we get to the Tower of Babel, and then once again, I was like, "What?" Because the sin <laughs> of the people was that they were making a tall tower so that when they went out hunting, they wouldn't get lost, but they'd be able to <laughs> see the tower and find their way home. They're like, and, and God, like, he just God killed them for that. that. He killed them all God for that. God hates it when people find he their knows. way home. He won't let it happen. He, he draws us for No breadcrumbs for Hansel and Gretel. It's like... <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> that kind that? of thing. Like, what do you think <laughs> you're doing? Like, you think that you're trying to keep it safety first for the kids, but you're making the children, God. But you're like, not God. Yes. Like, into a monster. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's horrible. Yeah. So, it's funny. All this is to say, so I have, I'm looking at my box of, my box of Christmas books right now to see if I have yeah. a not rude and comment. And we've got to shut something. up. We have got to shut Are up. Are we going over time? I have, no, well, I have no clue. Yeah, we've been going. We've been going for like a we've long time. We've been going too long. Okay, yeah. so one is I have some James Harriet books, like the Christmas Day Kitten in uh, um, fun. In uh, those are fun. There's a couple of those, I think. And then I have Mr. Willoughby, obviously. And then mm-hmm. I like the Jan Brett, you know, like the Mitten. That's a popular one. Oh, um, the Mitten's a cute one. <clears throat> yeah, that's cute. And we have, so we have quite a few. I have Christmas cookbooks that go in the mix. Christmas mm-hmm. comic books like Peanuts. Um, That's fine. You'll need to just take a picture of your Christmas basket so that we can see it. Yeah, I've, I, I, well, it's, but it's like everyone's favorite time when it's because they have a reunion with the, with the Christmas books every year. You know, like, oh, they, and I also, we love, um, on audio, definitely listen to the best Christmas pageant ever. Oh, that's so fun. It's Such so fun and so edifying and so good and on point, and I love it. So mm-hmm. my kids love it. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah go back and enjoy your Florida time. I and will enjoy it. Sounds I'll talk good. with you later when you get back. Sounds good. All right. All right. See you around. See ya. Bye. New St. Andrews College thanks you for listening.